The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Are going higher indeed, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Chair, Mayor. <laughs> Good Hello. afternoon. What's up? What's up? <laughs> A lot. I feel like I'm. I've been all over town today. You have. Uh-huh. We've been Subaru doing all over Oh, really? Well, we both drive Subarus because there's nothing you can't do in a Subaru. <laughs> and I mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. Get one life. I think it might be a good bit to try and figure out if that's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. I love my Subaru. But, uh, and you do know what a what the Subaru is. You, uh, un- you, you understand their logo? No, other than they love animals, which I wanted to talk about that because they're having a Halloween pet costume contest this weekend at Norm Reeves Subaru in uh, Rockwall. So, Interesting. But, yeah, but what is Su- I should know that. I, I love the car. I could sell them. You I know swear. The, uh, I sold Marie her car, even though I didn't get any commission. <laughs> so you know their logo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Subaru logo. The three stars. Mm-hmm. There's, it's more than three. Four. Let's see. It should so be on here. Oh, oh, no. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm looking at it here. That's right. Yeah. Six stars. Six stars. Okay. So, Only you would know this, but go ahead. Well, this is an astronomy thing. So <gasps> Subaru is what the uh, folks that live in the Far East call the constellation um, Pleiades. So if you've ever heard of the Pleiades, the Pleiades is the six sisters. Okay. And I have four sisters. You know the uh, <laughs> constellations all have backstories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pleiades are basically six beautiful sisters that were put into the sky to be forever immortalized. Oh my God, I love that. And if you can get a very dark night, you could. One of the things that they they used to do. To test your eyesight was to take you out and make you look directly at the Pleiades and see how many stars you could count. Huh. The more stars in the Pleiades you could count, the better your eyesight. That is so cool. Little well, did I they know you the... can see more of them if you don't look directly at it, which is another thing. If you're an astronomer and you want to get a better view of what it is that you're looking at, don't look directly at it. Look just a little off to the side. More of the stars will. Can you see them here Why in Texas? Uh, I love you can only see about four of them. About, I, I can see them. I look at the stars a lot at night when the property's real dark. I love going outside and looking at the stars. There's it's a little cluster, and you can definitely definitely tell that there's something different about that spot. I'm so glad I brought this up. That but is so cool. That's what it is. It's the constellation Pleiades. Wow! And Jerry's a and there's actually guy. seven He's stars. An, you're an astrobiologist. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. No, that's very cool. And so it started. You said something about back east, or what did you say about east? You said the, the eastern cultures. Eastern cultures. Okay. Which is where Subaru is from. 
Wow, that is so cool. Well, I love Subaru because, um, you know, they do a lot of work with animals, and I do a lot of work with animals, and I always have, and I don't know. And I, I love having uh, putting it into X mode, and I can – there's nothing you can't do in a Subaru, just, you know – Really, you can you can climb anything. You can go through water. I've tested it. I've done it. And, you know, I'm an outdoor girl. And so I love it. I do. I just like to <laughs> haul stuff. I've never had an SUV. I had a little car before. So I can put the seats down and put stuff in it. Yeah. So what are you hauling? Yeah, what are you hauling, Murray? I... Refrigerators? Bodies? What are you, what are you okay. hauling? Burn knows I love to do this, but... How many bodies can you fit into know. the back of a Subaru? I, I go... When it's Pro- bold, as many when as a Lincoln, maybe. I used to drive a town car. We used to joke about how many bodies you could hide it, you know, put in the trunk. I <laughs> know. Seriously, you guys, I love bulk trash week because people put out like yes. the big bulky stuff they don't want oh, and people yeah. throw away the best they stuff. They do. They do. Which is sad because it's just going to go to a landfill. And right. I think we need to figure out a way to do a big swap meet or something. But I, if I, I love a good find on the street. Oh, I do too. And I never had a car to. Put it in. Whenever I own a house, that's the time to go driving around the neighborhood. Yeah. Because they'll put out all kinds of stuff you can use. I love being a scrapper. I I decorated my first apartment here that way. And when I lived in Europe, that's when I was first, you know, turned on to it. I I furnished my whole apartment um, when I lived in Europe with stuff that they would put on the side of the road. And furniture today is just full of chemicals and and particle board. And it's all just synthetic and bad for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was... uh, this is on a completely different subject, kind of, sort of, except that, you know, I was worried about what I was going to wear to my daughter's wedding as mother of the bride. I've never been a mother of the bride, and I was kind of freaked out a little bit. I found a dress in my closet that I wore about 10 years ago that I bought vintage at a an estate sale, I think, is where I got it. And uh, I'm wearing that, and it, it, it looks darling on still. Good. <laughs> Shop at home. Shop at home. But, you know, the news as we were getting ready to go live was all about the grid, the grid, the grid. And I bought this book a couple of weeks ago called uh, it's it's named Prepare Your Home for a Sudden Grid Down Situation by Ted Riley. Um, And so it's it's about take self-reliance to the next level with proven methods and strategies to survive a grid down crisis. Are you prepared, Marie? How much water do you have? Have you calculated your water usage? You're already um, ahead of the game because you drive a Subaru. So if you got to get out of town and go up and down off of hills and water and everything, you're good. And I have my Berkey. And you got your Berkey. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay. Which requires power. No, no it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. Nope. No, nope. that's nope. a great thing about a Berkey. It's just, no, you pour the water in and it comes out clean. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. You um, can be in the at the lake. At the and lake. Be in lake water and drink that's it. That's right. You can put the funkiest water in the world, and it'll clean it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they have the special uh, filters to take out the fluoride, too, um, which are additional. And I have those, but you don't necessarily need them. There's a lot of bad things in the water. But, yeah. No, I would throw my Berkey and my Subaru and hit the road with all my dogs. But I use, <laughs> yeah, I use a ton of water. I need a semi for that. <laughs> I take a bath all the time. I take baths all the time. And I have a big bathtub. And, and? so I am bad about water. I'm a water you use uh, a lot of user. water. You're a bathing beauty. <laughs> okay, I don't. I'm the polar opposite. I um I do uh, the two minute shower, like I told Darian Olin. Do you remember that or the three minute shower, two minute shower? I'm in uh, between. I shower, yeah. but I take my time. Yeah, but like we've heard, it's the same water. It just goes up and comes back down. I could be taking a bath in the same water Cleopatra took a bath in. <laughs> 
<laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. I wondered where you were going with that. Yes, it's oh, true. Oh, my gosh. It could be the same water that uh, was raining when the dinosaurs were around. <laughs> it's kind of like when I go to hot springs. It takes uh, 1,400 years I wanna go for the there. water to uh, start as rain, hit the ground, and then go through the process and come back up as hot springs water. Yeah. So that was 1,400 years ago. That's nuts. I want to go there. You know, uh, and I also am going to be at the, I'm going to stop by the Norm Reeves Subaru uh, Superstore Center this weekend on Saturday uh, to join them for their October, tw- it's on October 21st, which is Saturday for the Howl, like Howl, a ween pet costume contest from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in Rockwall. And uh, Subaru loves pets. They really do. I took a couple of pictures. I think they, they've so, so, you know what? Let me just grab it because I, this is, this is really cool because, you know. Can you, you teach your dog how to drive in a Subaru? Uh, maybe. Maybe Henry. <laughs> Henry's my smartest dog. He's a rescue. German Shepherd off the street. Love that boy so much. He's amazing. We're, so far, they've over 420,000 animals are supported by Subaru. And then what's that other number? Over 51 million donated by Subaru. Okay, so that's a lot. Awesome. And people that drive Subarus typically are big animal lovers. So anyway, check it out on Saturday. Adopt a pet. They, I, I, I'm, I think they're working with the Rock, Rockwall um, Animal Services, I believe. But mm-hmm. anyway, we've got a great show coming up today. We do. We've got Dr. Mike McFarland. We're going to be talking about coping with anxiety and turbulent times. We could all use a little advice on that. So stay tuned, everyone. We will be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. (laughs) We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. For more than a decade and a half, John Hewlett has been on a journey to share the miracle of nitric oxide, bioavailable vitamin D3, and other essential vitamins and nutrients with the world. His focused research and study during those years inspired him to create Cardio Miracle, formulated with over 50 of the finest ingredients, working in synergy to support optimal sustained levels of nitric oxide. Visit CardioMiracle.com to read John's amazing story, and learn about the health benefits of nitric oxide. That's CardioMiracle.com. For your heart, for your health. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. (laughs) Jump around. I love it. 
my gosh. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We've got Dr. Mike McFarland with us today. He is a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas with a private practice here in Dallas. Dr. Mike provides individual therapy to adolescents through adulthood. He specializes in the treatment of anxiety disorders, obsessive compulsive spectrum disorders, as well as male body image and eating disorders. You can find Dr. Mike McFarland uh, at McFarlandPsychology.com. Dr. Mike, welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Coping with my anxiety in turbulent times. That is our, yes. <laughs> that's our topic today. <laughs> it is, however, gorgeous out there, is it not? Oh, yeah. No, the weather's beautiful. It is. Are we enjoying our little spurt of autumn? Yes. The weather outside yes. is delightful. And if you, I mean, which is a great illustrative example of how we can cope with our anxiety. Go mm-hmm. outside, look at the beauty of nature, enjoy the weather, the temperature change. It's so peaceful. It's so beautiful. You pay attention to those things and it just your anxiety can at least temporarily kind of melt away. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I know it works for me. But, you know, uh, over the past few years, Dr. Mike, it seems that we are constantly being bombarded with news of one distressing crisis after another. What is the yeah. research telling us about how this steady stream of negative news is affecting our mental health? Well, that's a good question, and probably the answer is not very surprising. But research is showing that Americans are experiencing incredibly high levels of anxiety. And a recent poll by the American Psychological Association showed that uh, the majority of Americans, of course, that's 50 percent or more, uh, reported very high stress levels due to a variety of issues such as financial concerns, inflation, the pandemic is still stressing people out. Mm-hmm. The Russia-Ukraine war is now on the radar screen as something that's causing stress. And, uh, and uh, of course, uh, we can't forget the emerging Israel-Hamas-Palestine uh, conflict. Mm-hmm. So lots of, of stressors uh, regarding what's going on, not only domestically here in the United States, but also worldwide. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if it were just the shorter term issues, that would be one thing. But it's sort of like a buildup of stressors over time. If you look at the past three years, uh, things have gotten so much more turbulent. Uh, really, when you go back to 2020, it kind of all started with the COVID pandemic. Prior to that, you know, the economy was just blazing. Uh, prices were lower, you know, uh, um Interest rates on homes were low. Uh, Gas prices were affordable. Uh, Everything was very different. And Mm -hmm. then around 2020, things began to shift. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of panic set in around the pandemic and the lockdowns associated with that. During the same time period, we had the Black Lives Matter riots. Um, Again, inflation really got rolling after 2020, 2021, and and currently still a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people got stressed about the debacle with Afghanistan and that withdrawal. Um, Then we've got just the chronic uh, daily barrage of news around Ukraine. We've got, we're always hearing about the crisis at the southern border and how many um, immigrants are coming across. And Mm -hmm. there's scary news about, um, you know, not capturing or not uh, not identifying uh, people on the terrorist watch list that are coming into the country um, and not, you know, apprehended. Mm -hmm. It's just it's never ending. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just 
a constant barrage of this stuff, and a lot of people feel hopeless and powerless about it. You, you know, I, when I think about this stuff, and as you were speaking and I'm listening, and I was thinking about, like, my grandparents and my parents who— you know, uh, grew up, and even you know, old friends of mine that are, that are gone, that you know, grew that grew up during World War II or during the Depression. You know, yeah. I have one and one uh, friend in particular that was coming to my mind. She escaped from East Germany. She was, uh, you know, in a trigger alert here. She was raped by Russian soldiers. All these things, you know, um, are like my own mother. Her her father died at four, and her mother at nine. My mother was incredibly strong. My father, they struggled, you know. He never even graduated from high school. He had to join the Navy early to help his parents, you know, pay the mortgage um, as Italian immigrants. And I think of all these stories of so many immigrants before us that have come to this country who have been stellar, strong individuals and citizens. What is so different now, Dr. Mike? In terms of the uh, immigration? Just, well, just no, in terms of like it seems like people before us were stronger somehow, mentally, yes. physically, and just mentally stronger, emotionally stronger. They didn't fall to pieces over and didn't become victims to everything. Yes, and I think what you just said is exactly it. I would say that over the past 10 to 15 years, I've noticed this shift. So when I think about, uh, for example, in my field, uh, 20 years ago, for example, uh, there was a big focus in psychology on helping people with resilience, helping them to face adversity and rise above it, to be stronger, to tap into the, the grit or that strength within you and, um, you know, be able to persevere and thrive even though you're faced with challenges. Mm -hmm. And so there's been a shift, a societal shift, even in, I'd say, the past 10 years for sure, um, that is less focused on resilience and more focused on this idea of um, grievance. Mm -hmm. And so we begin to scan the environment for how we might be offended mm -hmm. versus tuning out that stuff and thinking, I've got things to do, I have my life to live, and unless something is really a problem, unless I'm experiencing something problematic or offensive, I'm just going to proceed through life. And yeah. life is challenging, and that's the way to do it. Now, and we're teaching this in our schools, and there, there's an ideology around grievance and uh, being a some sort of mi a minority. And it's not just a, a racial minority mm -hmm. anymore. You could be a sexual mi minority or a gender minority. Um, and when you adopt that minority status, then you begin to look at uh, how you might be offended. So the combination of grievance and offense um, – looking at yourself as sort of a um, an outside minority person and uh, then adopting almost the, the microaggression mm -hmm. perspective mm -hmm. where um, anything, even the smallest thing you could read into, you know, if you give a compliment to someone who happens to be a minority, like, oh, that was a great speech, mm -hmm. that could be very objective in terms of what you were saying. But a racial mi microaggression, if you had that philosophy, you could say, oh, they said it's a great speech because I'm a minority and they weren't expecting me to uh -huh. do well. Yeah, no, and, it, people have lost their sense of humor, too. I, I'll give you a good example so uh, of how bad it's gotten, except that this is a good example. I uh, Okay, let me... 
I'm driving to pick up my daughter from the airport, coming in from from D.C. on uh, Friday afternoon, Friday morning, and I see a billboard from Southwest Airlines that said, um, New York nonstop, and then it says, get out of here, you know, like, get out of here, you know, like, with uh, a, sure. and, and the way uh-huh. the, the, they phrased it and spelled it out, I started laughing out loud. I'm half uh-huh. Italian. I thought it was uh-huh. funny, okay? Uh-huh. People yeah. are so damn sensitive now. You, I'm surprised somebody hasn't complained and they haven't taken it down, but Italians have a really good sense of humor, so they probably would be the only ones that would complain about it. But if you did that to any other culture... Um, and, and they put up any other kind of billboard, I would think that Southwest would be told to take it down because we have no sense of humor anymore in this That's country. That's right. And uh, yes, I think, I think you're absolutely right. And, and we've adopted another concept, which you hear a lot, which is that's a dog whistle. And so what they mean by a dog whistle is you haven't said it, but I know what you really mean. Yeah. And so the problem with that is that implies that we can read minds. <laughs> because yeah. the only way you know if I mean someone means something other than what they said is if you believe that you can jump into their head and know. Mm-hmm. Because and once we move away from taking people's words and saying, "Oh, they said what they meant," um, then you move into a world where everything is very subjective and it's all about inference and it's whatever you're inferring mm-hmm. based on your perspective. Yeah. It's- and so it undermines communication. You eliminate things like humor because instead of get out of here, you know, you read that and you're like, <laughs> you did that you really well. Saying, oh, thank you. <laughs> you're, the, you know, people will instead hear, oh, you're saying get out of New York, you know, and be righteously indignant. But of course, that the, the gist of it, the, the humor is lost. And it's yeah. really, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's more than unfortunate. It's damaging to the people who are allowed to believe that they can infer and then distort reality. So Uh it creates a reality distortion. Mm -hmm. And that distortion tends to be at the expense of the mental health of the person that's doing that. Yeah. So if you take a negative offense and you internalize that and say, oh, that, that they complimented me on my speech because, for example, I'm a minority, mm-hmm. and so they didn't expect it. Now you're in a place of feeling defensive and possibly even feeling inferior or inadequate. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we, we've been doing – I'm not offended by any, by any of that. So, you know, we used to joke about it, about wearing gold chains and eating meatballs as Italian, you know, or mm-hmm. – you know, the Irish like to drink a lot. You know, they oh, do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. I'm half Irish and half Italian. I'm here to tell you, we like to drink a lot. We like meatballs and gold and gold chains. And I'm not offended by it. I have a sense mm-hmm. of humor. We could all learn from that. So, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> anyway. And humor, you know, just like nature, it's another one of those things that really helps us to manage anxiety. Yes. Uh, and, and so if we can laugh about difficulties or find a way to lighten the burden uh-huh. through humor, we're going to feel better. Yeah. And, and we're going to be able to commiserate with other people who can laugh with us. Absolutely. And that kind of that sense of we're in this together uh, can be so 
therapeutic and beneficial. Well, yeah, and we need to laugh at one another and yeah. at ourselves. And we're yeah. all very different, and we're all very the same as well. We have so much more in common than we do uh, differences. I'm looking at the clock. We need to go to break. We'll be right back. More coming up with Mike McFarland, Ph.D., here in Dallas, Texas. McFarlandPsychology.com. We'll be right back. We're talking with coping. We're talking about coping with anxiety in turbulent times. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Protecting your health can get pretty complicated these days. And if you're like me, you have a counter full of supplements and it can be exhausting. I think most of us like to keep things simple. I know I do. That's one of the things I like about Cardio Miracle. It's a comprehensive heart and health supplement with over 50 ingredients and antioxidants, including organic beets, carrots, coconut, pineapple, and raspberries, combined with the best amino acids, such as L-arginine, L-citrulline, and L-ornithine. These ingredients work together synergistically to promote and sustain the body's natural production of nitric oxide. Our body is amazing, and it's important to remember that it wants to be healthy. By giving it natural and bioavailable nutrients, it can keep all of our different systems in shape, and it will work in the background to achieve a better level of overall health while you go about living your life. So give it what it needs with Cardio Miracle. Find Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. That's CardioMiracle.com. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body, yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at OneLifeRadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Mike McFarland, PhD. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, and iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking with Dr. Mike McFarland about coping with anxiety in turbulent times. Dr. McFarland is a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas with a private practice here in Dallas. Dr. Mike provides individual therapy to adolescents through adulthood. He specializes in the treatment of anxiety disorders, obsessive compulsive spectrum disorders, as well as male body image and eating disorders. You can find Dr. Mike at McFarlandPsychology.com. That's McFarlandPsychology.com. Okay, so Dr. Mike, what would you say are the top uh, sources of anxiety in our current environment? Well, research, you know, of course, a lot of research is done on this. And so I, I looked at the, the top 
studies and the common top issues that seem to be stressing out Americans are, and I'm going to go through this list, and then we can talk about each of them, uh, but ongoing worries tied to the pandemic and its aftermath, uh, political and social uncertainty, um, media consumption and information overload, economic insecurity due to changes, the downturn in the economy, um, and climate change and environmental concerns. Those are the really kind of the top five. Mm -hmm. um, and if we start with the first one, uh, worries tied to the pandemic, you know, that I recognize that that had such a um, almost revolutionary impact on our society. Uh, and uh, of course, anxiety levels along with it, um, not just in the United States, but worldwide. Um, and we still today, you know, are, are adjusting to coming out of that environment where everyone was afraid of the infection. People didn't know what to do to protect themselves. Messages continue, were continually changing by um, our, you know, our leaders within the medical community in the United States. People began to isolate socially, and some people are still doing that. You know, I have clients who are still avoiding indoor events and mm -hmm. still masking. I have a client who even they, the family still masks at home. Wow. Um, wow. Some people lost their jobs. Some people are uh, not going back and resisting going back to work. Um, you know, there was grief from the loss of loved ones. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing new emerging fears over the upcoming variant. Some people are more susceptible to the government messages about the new variant. Mm -hmm. um, and that is scaring some people. And other people are worried about possible long-term effects associated with the vaccine and maybe uh, compromising their long-term health. Mm. And so uh, those are some of the newer worries that are related to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so how does all this anxiety affect the quality of our lives, Dr. Mike? Oh, gosh, in so many ways. <laughs> um, yes. uh, and probably we've all experienced it. But let's start with our emotional well-being. So, mm. you know, Anxiety can lead to persistent feelings of fear and worry, apprehension, restlessness. You know, a lot of times we'll develop sort of a mindset that is a little more catastrophic uh, than, than uh, certainly than is, is called for in any particular situation. And, you know, there are the objective things that are happening, and then there is how we look at those things and how we respond to them. And when we tend to look at things in a very bleak or negative or catastrophic way, we're going to be much more emotionally distressed. Oh, yeah. And I'll give you an example, you know, from that last list of uh, things that are, are worrying people. You know, we've got the climate change and environmental concerns. And there are some indications, of course, that we're experiencing uh, a variety of environmental changes, you know, whether things that we haven't necessarily seen or haven't seen recently. But if you have a catastrophic view, you might look at every tornado or every hurricane as climate change induced, mm -hmm. and therefore it can be very scary. Oh, yeah. And you think, what's next? And lose sight of the fact that, oh, these kinds of events, these weather-related events, have a long history as as long as humanity mm -hmm. has been here, you know, and so not everything related to um, the weather, for example, is climate change. Mm -hmm. uh, just they're kind of natural environmental right. um, events. Yeah. 
Now, I know a, a few people that were losing their minds this summer when it was the triple digits for weeks on end, you know? Yeah. And we have yeah. that every year in Texas. It did uh, seem to uh, start a little earlier, but I feel like it ended uh, earlier as well, earlier. too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, and I had people that say, oh, I was through, I went through this in 1980, you know, or this and that. And yeah, it, it, but a lot of people were like losing their minds, like, oh, my God, like tr- truly the sky is falling kind of sure. mentality. Sure. Well, I, you know. Yeah. I had a client early uh, last week, and and he was talking to me about his great fear of what his future holds. Is mm-hmm. a, a guy working? You know, he's in his twenties, and he's very, very afraid that you know, will there even be a world for him to mm-hmm. settle down, find a wife, and mm-hmm. and have children? And should he do that? Um, very, very afraid um, about his future, and yeah. that kind of catastrophic feeling. Uh, is understandable if you're listening to a, a, a lot in the media, and there's some, there are definitely some people who fan the flames of hysteria around yeah. this. Well, but you know, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. They, they, they were gonna, they take a, you know, I was thinking coping with anxiety, cope, hope. We have to have hope for the mm-hmm. future in order to cope with the anxiety in any turbulent times, especially right now. And it's almost like the hope has been removed from from us, especially yeah. uh, young people that still haven't even lived their lives, that haven't married yet, that haven't, that are saying, oh, my God, I don't want to have a child. You know, that should be yeah. a natural thing to look to fall in love and get married, have children, continue to, uh, you know, your heritage and your culture. And, and that's been taken from them. And it's really yeah. sad to watch it, actually. It, it really, really is. And, and I deal with, you know, a lot of people in their 20s and 30s and especially people in their 20s, yeah. uh, depending on how much they're um, influenced by these ideas, they can, you know, just feel hopeless about life in general. Mm-hmm. You know, they sort of exist in this anxiety malaise uh, where they're, you know, moving forward, they almost feel stuck. How do I move forward with my life? What's the point? Why would I even try if, for example, everything is going to be over in 10 years or less? Yeah. Because, you know, those are messages. And I, and I try to help people understand, you know, the, the history of humanity is the history of change mm-hmm. and things are always changing. And if you look at, um, you know, the continents over time. We have evidence of when continents were connected and people crossing that bridge between continents and, and migration always occurring. If, if climate change means uh, global warming, well, so there'll be fewer people that decide to continue to live in the states like Arizona and maybe mm-hmm. southern Texas, mm-hmm. and you'll just see a natural migration. Right. You know, property values will get cheaper in those areas, and property values will go up in places like Minnesota. And, uh, you know, maybe Canada will see a, a surge in immigration because people, because it's warmer there now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so these are all natural transitions yeah. Yeah. that humans are geared to make. And so the world is not, life as we know it is not going to be over in 10 years, despite what a politician might say, you know, that rhetoric, uh, you know, some people are going to be very susceptible to it. But if we just sort of look historically and put it in the context of the history of man, life, humanity is going to go on beyond 10 years, you know, and and these kinds of fears uh, if you can dispel sort of the hysteria, it can, as you were talking about, give back some hope that 
there's a reason to live and we can yeah. have a positive impact on the world and the people around us and our society and make it a better place. Absolutely. In order to cope, we need to have hope. What were you going to say, Marie? You raised your hand. I, I wanted <laughs> to ask Dr. Mike what he thought about uh, the news has become so sensational mm. and uh, you want to keep up on current events. But how do you how do you, uh, you know, keep it to a minimum to where you're not sucked into all those horrible stories, but you still know what's going on? In the world. Yes, that is such a great point, and this is, you know, something that's uh, the information overload, but but specifically the information that we're getting is, as you said, sensationalized. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, there are a few things that we can do. One is, uh, and it's easier said than done, and I'll be the first to acknowledge this, but make a choice to reduce your exposure mm -hmm. to all of this news. Mm -hmm. And so, many of us have set up, we've got alerts on our phone, we're constantly getting messages, new headline, you know, look at what we were doing on the break. Oh, what's the latest thing happening on the house floor in, mm -hmm. in D.C.? Mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, we there's... didn't used to have access to this. We used to get a daily newspaper or maybe yeah. find out at the 10 o'clock news, you know, what happened. Yeah, that's right. But if we missed that, then we didn't know. And that's okay because we would find out the next day. Yeah. Now, moment to moment, we're exposing mm -hmm. ourselves to every little twist and turn and machination right. and you know media is a business and so <laughs> thank you very much yes it is it yes, is a, yeah. and they want how do they succeed they succeed through pleasing their advertisers mm -hmm. and so they they need more and more people to pay attention to them yeah so the more sensational the more dramatic that story is and the more times they can alert you oh big news yeah. whatever that big news is yeah. the more money they're going to make and, and so yeah and especially the weather because that's something we all pay attention to to daily in here in the studio i'm looking at three screens dr mike you know uh -huh. and uh uh, and Jerry's telling me to wrap it up and go to not wrap it up. We're still coming back, but we have to go yep. to break. And uh, yeah. Oh, but you go. think about, yeah, I just want to throw in with the radio, uh, our, you know, with the with the news that we get around uh, weather. Um, how many times do you get an alert that severe weather alert? And then you look <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Uh, you know, yep. oh, the temperature is going to be 95. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, right. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> but uh yeah, we're uh, we're gonna go to break. Ch -ch -ch changes. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at OneLifeRadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the Earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the Earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, Rise and Resist, in Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th, and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, Big Tech, Big Food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. 
At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on leave. Join the fight and remember, people over profits, truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio, everyone. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dr. Mike McFarland. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking about coping with anxiety in turbulent times. Okay, so Dr. Mike, how is this worldwide distress impacting our relationships with friends, family, and coworkers? Well, it's having a great impact, and depending on, you know, depending on the diversity within your social group of friends, family, and coworkers, it could be more or less difficult. But, you know, uh, we had this avalanche of daily traumatizing news that just shows no sign of slowing down because big media, as we were talking about, has a vested interest, a financial need to continue to bombard us with sensationalized news mm-hmm. so that they can capture our attention and thus make more money. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to stop. And, uh, you know, when we're afraid, it's a natural inclination to seek more information. Yeah, no, and, ab- and absolutely. The, you know, and the goal there is we want to either know if things are getting worse or we want to feel better about the situation. And so um, if they, if they being the media can keep us, alarmed about something, Mm -hmm. then they know that they're going to get more traffic either to their websites or more more eyes on their their shows. Um, So there's a a big motivation to keep us always sort of Mm -hmm. off balance. Yeah, off balance and and, and distracted. So we don't see what's really going on. So we're not paying attention because we're always in a state of anxiety. You know, there's a there's a part of that, too, that's going on, you know, like Big Brother watching everything that we do. That's exactly right. And then you layer on top of that that um, the media has played a powerful role in dividing our country. Uh, And so we're almost split down the middle. And so and this includes your friends and family and your coworkers. Mm -hmm. So everyone is in this polarized environment. They've sort of picked a side. And um, that affects our relationships. So to the extent that we are around people that have picked another side, we're going to experience a much more emotionally charged environment. Mm -hmm. Um, Individuals tend to dig in with their viewpoints and positions. And if there are discussions that feel um, threatening in any way, uh, we may choose to distance ourselves uh, or develop an acrimonious relationship with people that we can't necessarily get away from, like Mm -hmm. people at work. Yeah. Um, and so we have this increasing strain on all of our relationships um, and a tendency to then regroup and pull back and just surround ourselves with the people who share our com- common views. And mm-hmm. it becomes sort of like these separate echo chambers where mm-hmm. everybody is saying the same thing, believing the same thing and viewing the others, you know, I'll say the other, the other group as uh, the enemy or unintelligent or um, evil 
you know, and disparage mm-hmm. the other side. And yeah. so it's a very unfortunate dynamic and really compromises the quality uh, and the intimacy of our, our relationships with friends and family. Well, yeah, because trust is everything, whether it be your government or your, your yeah. wife, your husband, you know, your, your, yeah. your children. You want to be able to trust. And, and it's made a lot of people feel unsafe when so many people are disagreeing about, about things. And I know for me personally, like, um, it has caused me just some of the stuff I've been exposed to in my life and some of the things I've been exposed to in the last four years, I trust no one, pretty much. Pretty mm-hmm. much trust no one. And I think most people would say that to you. Yeah, they, I feel like I'm, I'm, living in a, I'm living in the movie The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I make reference to that all the time, but it's like we want to you know, point our finger and open our mouths and, squ- and squeal about, you know, ah, there's somebody from the other side. It's gotten that extreme, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's pretty bad, and... And um, when you kind of get that collectivist way of thinking, mm-hmm. uh, we we begin to diminish our ability to have independent thought. Right. And this is this is quite a predicament. You know, we have to made it, maintain our individualism, our ability to think critically, mm-hmm. and our ability to challenge our assumptions. Because if we adopt, uh, you know, purely just adopt one side's set of beliefs or ideologies, um, it's almost like at that point, you're adopting a religion, a secular mm-hmm. religion, yeah. a set of beliefs yeah. that despite evidence to the contrary, you don't dispute it and you totally buy into it and you're not going to budge. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten so crazy. And I think of the vaccine issue. I'm thinking of, you know, longtime friends of mine who basically wished me dead on the sidelines over my stance on not wanting to get vaccinated and tried yeah. to blame people that want that weren't that were unvaccinated as the ones that were the culprits in causing all this distress worldwide yes. simply well, wasn't our true. President told us that. Yeah, our, our president. president yes. Yes. And I mean, when you've got leaders making clumsy statements like that and, and it, stigmatizing yes. an ent- a very large Populate. percentage of the yeah. population Absolutely. because they're not complying yeah. with a, uh, you know, a government or overarching sort of dictate or, uh, you know, pressure to yeah. conform. Yeah, no. And if you knew the history, the whole history of vaccines, believe me, everyone out there listening, if you didn't don't agree, you might just change your mind. But see, I don't want to change anybody's mind. You can line up and get every vaccine that they make if you want to. That's your right as an American. But don't try to push that on someone else. It's just not okay. It's not. That's it's right. not what this country was founded on. But, you know, um, what can be done, Dr. Mike, to strengthen our interpersonal relationships during this time of extreme distress and division? Well, we can work to talk less about these highly emotionally and politically charged topics with the people that share different views from us. And we know who they are. You know, we know who's got the differing views. And so even subtle little comments like, you know, if if you're on the conservative side and you make some comment about Hunter Biden and cocaine, well, mm-hmm. it's going to rattle whoever you're talking to that's on that other side. Yeah. Stay away from those things. Yeah. Don't make those comments. We can be humorous, but, but make a choice to avoid political humor and not inflame a very prickly situation. Yeah. You know, focus on topics that concern our immediate lives like family, work trips, upcoming events, what our friends are doing. Focus on those things. Those are real things. Yeah. You know, Christmas. those are things that matter Hanukkah. to us. <laughs> Kwanzaa. <What's that? laughs> 
Yes. Right. Whatever that is, whatever that is, talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and avoid those topics that are incendiary and likely to push people away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we are feeling bold enough to discuss some of these divisive issues, go into it with an open mind. Don't try to change the hearts and minds of others. Right. Just discuss the ideas and explore them with curiosity, yeah, because- not with uh combativeness. Yeah. When you try to force anything, it doesn't work. People have to have their own discovery in order for it to register, I think, with them. When you push, yes. you, you, you just push them away is what you do. And, and that's if they right. want to think differently than you, so be it, you know? Sure. That sure. should be the great thing about this country that we seem to be losing, that you can have a difference of opinion and yes. still sit down at a table and enjoy one another's company. Diversity uh, is great, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. We don't have to try to change and we don't need to have one monolithic view on everything. It's just, uh, first of all, it's impossible. And second of all, if that's the goal, then you're going to be perpetually frustrated. Yeah, absolutely. I loved this show and this conversation, Dr. Mike. It is it's so cathartic to talk about it openly, you know, and just embrace everyone and our differences uh, and our similarities. So thank you so much for jumping on the air with us today. Always a thank pleasure. You for having me. Oh, God, I love this man. Dr. Mike McFarlane, he's been with us for several years. I encourage you to visit him at McFarlanePsychology.com. Um, you know what? I'm going to wrap this up. And everyone, enjoy this beautiful day because you're not going to get it back. Okay? You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life, and you get this day. Enjoy it.